Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. <laughs> hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Sama from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today in today's episode, episode 163. I'm going to be talking about five simple things you probably didn't think about when you started your blog. Yes, there are things that you probably should have thought about that you just didn't. Why? Because if you're like me, you just didn't know to think about these things. We get so excited about an idea, we run with it only to look back in retrospect and think to ourselves, it's, if only I had done X, Y, Z, that would have made my life so much easier today. Well, you know what? It's not too late to do these things. Yes, it'll take more time and more work to do it today but hey having a successful blog were easy everybody would have one (laughs) so we're going to look at these five things so that we can fix them that's what we're going to be talking about today probably noticed that there's a little more excitement, a little more enthusiasm, not more excitement, but more something, more panache in this episode. And the reason for that is nobody is at home. You know, these last few episodes, I, I think I, well, not I think, I know I end up recording them when my son is asleep. My office is right next door to his um, bedroom. So I can't get all into things but now nobody is even in my apartment so i can get as loud as i want hopefully i'm not annoying the people downstairs um but anyhow i'm here with you it's about you and i so let's do this together anyhow we're going to be talking about an interesting topic today but before i get into that topic which i already introduced by the way this is the first time that I could remember that I did the introduction without reading. Normally, I'm reading when I do that introduction. Not sure why, because I guess I know it by heart now, at least the first part that I, I do every single episode. But anyhow, that was kind of cool. I, I think I was even more excited because I wasn't reading. I wonder if, I, you know what? I wonder if any of you can can do my intro. That would be kind of, you know, if you can do my intro, I want you to call the hotline and just do my intro. You can't read it because some of you have been listening to this podcast for a long time and maybe you know it even by heart. And if you could do that, man, that would just make me very excited. Anyhow, call the hotline. The number is... 888-835-2414. And and leave your attempt at saying that intro. That would be awesome. I would play it back. I would say your blog. I would promote your blog just because that would just be so cool. Anyhow, that is that. You know, I have a question that was called into the hotline. Um, and man, I should be ashamed of myself. But this question was called back 
in December. And I, and I mentioned in the last episode, episode 162, that I was kind of struggling with this idea of whether to continue taking questions. I asked for your feedback. I've gotten some feedback. Everyone said, um, yes, please continue asking these questions. And also they want me to do it at the beginning of the show. And they gave some compelling arguments as to why I should do it at the beginning of the show as opposed to at the end of the show. So that's exactly what I'm doing. So Lance called in from fallingknowledge.com. He had a question because he's in the process of creating videos. And I want to take that question. Lance, I apologize for taking so long to answer your question. If you call and ask a question in the future, I will not take this long. And since it was this long, you know, you probably gave up and waiting for an answer. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to come to your blog at fallingknowledge.com. And anybody who is listening to this now want to learn about Illustrator and Photoshop, head on over to fallingknowledge.com and see what he is doing. Um, so Lance, this is Lance's question. Take it away, Lance. Hey, Leslie, this is Lance. Um, I just launched a website called fallingknowledge.com, and that's where I teach people how to use Photoshop as well as Illustrator. So I kind of have like a two-part question, I guess you could say. I Since I just launched, I don't really have too much keyword data on you know exactly what people are typing in. I do video tutorials, and I'm using YouTube as my keyword research tool because I have a couple of videos up on Photoshop, uh, about Photoshop, and I'm seeing, okay, people are kind of typing in these phrases to find me, but I don't have enough data to say this is what's actually working. So my plan right now is I want to make about 40-something, 40 48 videos um, within the month of December and January, so that way I have four months of content to work with. And as time goes on, I can revamp the SEO and I can get this keyword data coming in. I can be like, okay, as these release, I can start to change up the, the keywords that are in the titles and whatnot. But the downside to that is, let's say I'm 20 videos in and I've already created 40-something of them, I'm like, oh, man, this isn't the style that I want them to be in, and I just have to stick with this other uh, 20 that I have. Or I can delete all of that work and then start over again. So I guess my question is, you know, when you're creating a, what, what bloggers like to call the content calendar and you're just creating all of this content ahead of time, do you think in the very beginning, since I don't have too much keyword data and all of this other stuff, that it would be a good idea to just go ahead with the 40-something videos and just hope kind of like, okay, this is going to work? Or should I take it slower at the beginning since I'm not necessarily sure exactly what my audience wants or what I'm doing? And then once I get the hang of it, just go full force into it because uh, you know, if I do the 40-something, then I can free up my time to do like backlinking and do marketing strategies and other things like that. But if I'm doing videos constantly for, for like a, a half of a month or three weeks out of the month, every two months, then that's, that's kind of taking up a lot of time that I have uh, that I would rather use to do like marketing and other strategies and stuff like that. So if you could just give me your two cents on that. Doug Brigade, again, uh, my name is Lance, and I'm from fallingknowledge.com, where I teach Photoshop and Illustrator tutorials. Thanks. Hey, Lance, thank you so much for calling in that question. You know what? The first thing that comes to mind for me is one question. Who are you targeting? 
Um, what are what, two questions, I guess. Who are you targeting and what are they struggling with? What do they want to learn? What do they want to learn about you know, Photoshop and Illustrator and all the stuff that you are creating content about? Um, if, you, if you know who they are and what they're struggling with, create that content. Create the content that you know they're struggling with, that they're going to be searching for, that they are going to need help with. Now, if you are extremely clear on who you're trying to reach, and you're extremely clear on what problems they face, then just go ahead and make the content. Um, just full, go full speed ahead. It's nothing. There's absolutely nothing wrong with creating a, you know, batch processing and creating a ton of content that's going to help your target audience solve their specific problems. If you are unclear, then don't create as much content as uh, upfront um, as you're talking about you know maybe create a few create 10 here and put them out see what the response is and and the more you get feedback from the people that are watching the videos the more you get a better idea as to what kind of content uh, you should be creating that's that's one way to look at it if you know exactly who you're targeting and what problems they have to solve then go ahead and solve the problem if you don't know, maybe you want you might want to slow down. Or if you don't know, you 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 can reach out to people that are in your target audience. You can go into Facebook groups, you can go into forums if you can find some of those um, with with people that are into uh, Photoshop and Illustrator. You'd be surprised there are active forums out there even today in 2014. Um, so go out there and ask them. And then once you know, then start creating that content. Now here's the thing. You don't necessarily have to stick with anything. If you start something and then you realize, you know, a few months into it, a few years into it, whatever the case might be, that you, you want to pivot and you want to start going in a, a different direction, that is okay. When I started in internet marketing, I started with what was called freebie trading, those websites where you get free things for completing offers and referring others to complete offers and all that stuff. And I made money with that. And that's how I started to build. Today, don't ask me anything about freebie trading. I don't care about freebie trading. I don't want to be anywhere around freebie trading. That is not a model that I would promote today. But if I never started back then with freebie trading, I probably would not be where I am today. So what I'm saying is just do it and learn and then you know adjust as you move forward there's absolutely nothing wrong with that that's how most successful people accomplish success and what they're doing today is not necessarily what they were doing uh, a year ago or five years ago or 10 years ago or 20 years ago it's a process and throughout that process you learn now in terms of keyword research you mentioned you don't have a bunch of keyword data or anything of that sort do you know how much keyword research I do? None. You know what my keyword research is? I get to know people, I find out what their problem is, and then I help them solve their problems. Um, so I, I'm not one of those people that get all into, you know, do a whole bunch of keyword research. Every once in a blue moon, I do some keyword research, but it annoys me um, because I'm trying to figure out people just using algorithms and all that kind of stuff. I'd rather just talk to people and, and find out. Um, in terms of backlinking, you know how much backlinking strategies I do? Nothing really consciously. I provide value, let people know about it, and you know what? Some of those people link to it, some of those people share it. That is my backlinking strategy. The backlinking strategy that works is provide a 
ton of value to one specific segment of the population and let them know about it. And if they love it, they're going to link to it. They're going to share it. That is my strategy. Anyhow, I, I can go on for days and days, and that would not be cool uh, because this is about a 30, 35-minute podcast episode. Anyhow, Lance, I hope you got a lot of value from that. I'm going to come over to your site or find you on Twitter and let you know, hey, I did answer your question even though I was delinquent and late. And if you, you who are listening to this right now, you have a question about blogging, about internet marketing, video marketing, podcasting, all that kind of fun stuff that I get into, you can call the hotline and leave your question the hotline's number is 888-835-2414. And if you don't know because I haven't said it in so long, that is my beautiful wife singing that number for you. And I'm going to play it again just because I love her voice. 888-835-2414. That's it. So let's now turn to the topic of this episode. Five simple things you probably didn't think about when you started your blog. These are going to be simple things. I'm not trying to make things too complex or anything of that sort. Um, you're going to notice that a number of these have to do with organization, and they're just things that I find that I did not think about when I started. And some of you, um, uh, I, I hate to say some of you because I feel like I'm talking to one person and I shouldn't be saying some of you. Um, I, you know what? Maybe you, that's a better way of saying it, maybe you didn't think about these. So I want to share them and maybe that can help you as you grow your blog. First thing, categories. Yes, I know. Like I said, it's going to be simple. You know, when I started my blog, um, one thing I knew for sure that content was king. Uh, content is king today. Uh, content was king back then. Content will continue to be king because you know what? That is what adds value to people's line uh, to people's lives, especially when we're talking about online. I heard that from many people. So you guess what I did? I just started creating a bunch of content and I started adding them to my blog. Um, there wasn't necessarily a, 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 a overall structure in terms of their organization. If I felt like writing about a specific topic, if I wanted to talk about traffic today, I, I wrote about traffic today. And then, you know what? If I didn't have a category for it before, I would create a category and add it to the blog as I'm creating that post. If I, if I feel like talking about making money, if I feel like talking about freebie trading back then, if I felt like talking about nurturing relationships, I'm, I might know this, mate, I don't have a nurturing relationships category. And I would create one right then and there and just continue adding content and continue adding categories. And what I eventually noticed was that all of a sudden, I end up with a ton, a ton of categories, some of which I don't really care about, some of which have um, one post in there, in there that I created like a long time ago. Whereas if I took some time in the beginning to think, okay, I am talking about um, people starting a blog and changing the world or whatever the case might be, whatever your niche is, living a healthy lifestyle or whatever. These are the major topics that I am going to be dealing with. And based on that, I set up my categories. And then once I know that, I can start creating content that will fit 
into those categories. And what that does is it makes things much more organized. So I went from having many categories to having a few categories. I don't know the numbers off the top of my head right now. I probably should have checked that before um, I recorded this episode, but you get the point. Instead of just saying, okay, today I'm going to blog about XYZ. Okay, I need a category for that. Let me create it. Think about that beforehand. What are the major areas within your niche that you're going to be covering? Create categories for those major areas and start creating content that fit within that fits within those categories. Hopes that hope that rewind. I hope that makes sense. If you like me realizes realize after a few years of blogging you have a ton of categories and some only have a few, it might be a good idea to say, you know what, let's start to consolidate some of these categories, move blog posts, get rid of some of the things that I really don't focus on, and just have the organization of your blog make a lot more sense. So that's number one. Categories. Think about them, create them, and then work within those categories. Number two, this is along the same lines, but it doesn't have to do with content. It has to do with links. Now, I um, recommend a number of services. For example, I recommend HostGator. I recommend, um, uh, 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 I'm going to draw a, a blank, Elegant Themes for, for getting a WordPress theme, HostGator for hosting. I recommend GetResponse for your email marketing service. And when I recommend that, I have affiliate links that I use so that when if you were to sign up, I get a commission. I want you to fully know that I'm getting a commission. But those affiliate links are usually pretty long and usually pretty ugly. I can't remember them. So what I do is I create a cloaked link. In other words, I use a plugin called Pretty Link. And what that does is I can take my long HostGator affiliate link, put it in Pretty Link and say, I want my URL for HostGator, my affiliate link for HostGator to be becomeablogger.com slash HostGator. And once again, I, w I have a ton of affiliate links of things that I've promoted here and there. I have a ton of other links that it's just simpler to give you the short URL than it is to give you the long one. And as I create them, I just kind of put them in pretty link and I have a bunch of them. Now that I've just transferred my blog to a new server and simplified a lot of things, I started over with my pretty links. And I have one category that I use for affiliate links regular affiliate links. I have another category that I use for all my Amazon affiliate links. I have another category that I use for my podcast episodes and they're not called category with um, pretty link. They're called uh, groups. So I have another group that I call useful resources. And what I do is when I create a pretty link, I put it into one of those groups. What's the big deal? Well, the big deal is when you want to start to look at how your links are performing. If I want to see how my links are performing, I will go to my affiliate links group and then I can get a good idea of how my affiliate links are performing, which, one, which ones are doing well, which ones aren't doing well. Because they're in that group, it makes it much easier to organize, to analyze, and so on. If I want to see if people are actually using my links to my podcast episodes, for example, if you want to go to this episode, you can go to becomeablogger.com slash 163 and it will get you to this podcast episode since this is episode 163. If I want to see how that's performing, I can just go into that group and I can um, 
I can do a report and see exactly how things are going. Okay, so that's number two. Number one was categories. Think about them, create them, stick within them. Um, number two, pretty link groups or your, your cloaked link groups. All of this, same concept as categories, making sure that you are organizing your content in a way that it makes it easier to take action on in the future. It makes it easier to analyze how things are doing in the future. Another simple thing. I didn't think about it. Maybe you didn't think about it either. And maybe it's something that can help you. Number three, and this one is important. Um, if, if and only if, what you're doing online, your blog that you're building, you're using it because you're trying to build a business. Number three is have a clear understanding about what you plan to sell. I'm talking about your monetization strategy, whether you know that's affiliate marketing, whether it is selling your own products, whether it is um, you know advertising services that you have, whatever the case might be. You want to think about this from the very beginning. And my opinion, my, my perspective on monetization has changed drastically. And I think maybe in the next episode, I'm going to talk about how to, when you should start making money with your blog and when you should start um, uh, with your monetization strategy and how is the best way to go about doing that. I'm excited to talk about that because my mindset has changed drastically and I feel the need to share that with with you. But anyhow, when you have a clear understanding of your monetization strategy, what products are you trying to promote? What products are you trying to create? Then based on those products, you can then go back to the first question or the first point that I went to, what are the categories that are relevant to your monetization strategy? So that when you're creating the content, even from the very beginning, that content has a very clear end goal and it fits into a very clear picture of how you're going to make this thing into a business. Not just a thing that you know is providing valuable content, but a thing that you can, you can, you can make money with it. You can pay your bills. You can maybe replace your income on, at your job and eventually leave your job if that's what you're trying to do. Having that clear monetization strategy, even when you personally don't have anything to sell, that is extremely important for you to think about from the very beginning. The whole concept of I'm just going to create content and then in the future, yeah, I'm going to start to figure out how to monetize. It can work. But I think by thinking through that from the beginning, you're going to be setting yourself up even more for success. Okay, so that's number three. Number one, once again, was what was it? categories. Number two, um, groups for your pretty links. Number three, having a clear understanding of your monetization strategy. Number four, this is one I don't hear bloggers talking about. I don't hear bloggers talking about because we don't look, typically we don't look at our blogs in the same way that many businesses and companies and organizations look at their businesses. Number four, your mission and vision statement. I know, I know. What in the world is Leslie talking about? I just want to start a blog. Why are you talking about mission statement and vision statement? You know, I learned about that in my marriage and the family class and blah, blah, blah. And that's where I learned a significant amount about it. Um, but, you know, we, 
when we start our blog, we think about our target audience. We think about things like, you know, I want to make money with this, how much money I want to make, and so on. But unless you're clear about what your mission is, what your purpose is, what your vision is, you know, well, let me not, let me not say that way. If you're clear, if you're absolutely clear about what your mission is, about what your purpose is, about what your vision is, then you can start to take the steps that you need to take in order to accomplish that mission and that vision. This is something that I have not done to this day. I am in the process of forming that now, and I'm going to be talking about it more in the coming weeks. I want to explore it further. I am in the process of developing mine. Of course, it has to do with changing the world one blog at a time, and you guys are very clear that that is, not you guys, you are very clear that that is part of my mission. Now, your mission statement really defines what your purpose and your primary objectives are. So why are you doing this and what are your primary objectives? What are you trying to accomplish? And your vision statement goes down to your values and your guiding beliefs. And if you can construct that as you build your blog, you have a clearer direction of where you're trying to reach. And based on that clearer direction, you can take the necessary steps to make it happen. Yes, you can take it without a mission and vision statement, but it's something that I didn't think about in the beginning. And I wish I did because I believe that a lot of what I've done in the last six years of doing this stuff would have been different. Maybe not a lot, but some of what I've done would have been different and I would have been able to accomplish many of these things much sooner. So that's number four. Number five, which is the last point that I'm going to bring up on these things that you probably didn't think about. And this one didn't come from me. This one came from my good friend, Colin Yearwood at learnitdoitprofit.com. You may not know this, but most of the things I do online have gone through him before they come to you. You know, we brainstorm a lot. It's like a small, a really small mastermind group of two people. And we bounce ideas off each other. And I asked him, dude, what is one thing that you w- wish you knew when you started that you should have done? And he gave me something that's technical, um, much more than conceptual. And that is this. When you have your blog, submit your sitemap to Google and Bing Webmaster Tools. Sounds, some, you might be thinking, well, what in the world are you talking about? Well, you know, when you create your blog, um, you can use a plugin called the Google XML Sitemaps plugin that creates a sitemap, an, a, a dynamic sitemap of all of the, the pages on your blog, all of the pages on your domain. And every time you add a new post, you add a new page, that sitemap gets updated. And if you submit that to Google, if you submit that to Bing, they know what they should be indexing. And the fact is the more information you can give Google, the more information you can give Bing, the better position they're going to be in to make decisions as to how to rank you, what keywords to rank you for. So if this is not something you've ever heard about, you've never thought about it, many, I mean, people that have gone through um, my Become a Blogger course, the premium course um, might know about this already, but some of you, this might be the first time you're hearing this. Um, go ahead and you know, just do a Google search, how to submit your sitemap to um, Google Webmaster Tools or Bing Webmaster Tools. And there are going to be some very simple instructions that you can follow to make it happen. 
So yeah, those are my five tips or my five things that I wish I thought about with the four was for my friend. Um, five simple things that you probably didn't think about when you started your blog. And to recap, number one, categories. What are the important categories that you need to cover as you create your content and then start making it happen? Number two, organizing your links, your pretty links into groups so that you can analyze their performance in the future. Number three, having a clear understanding of what you plan to sell. What is your monetization strategy? And based on that, you can go back and plan your categories and your content. Number four, what is your mission and vision statement? Why are you doing Doing the things that you're doing. What is your ultimate goal? What is your purpose, your primary objective, objectives, your values, your guiding beliefs, all that stuff. And number five, submit your sitemap to Google and Bing Webmaster Tools. And along those lines, hey, if you are just listening to this podcast, let's say this is the first time you're listening to this podcast. Let's say you don't have a blog, right? And now you want a blog. You want to start a blog because this Leslie guy, he's been talking about this, changing the world one blog at a time you have ideas that you want to share and all that stuff and 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 you 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 need hosting to get your stuff going right i mean you can't just say i want a website and then all of a sudden here there's a website and you can go to it no you need to get hosting special deal for you hostgator if you go to hostgator.com or you go to becomeablogger.com slash hostgator if you use the coupon code become a blogger then you'll get i think it's 25 percent off and that's a good deal, especially if you, especially if you, um, you know, uh, sign up for like a year of hosting, which is, you know, it's gonna take a while to build your blog. Um, so when you sign up for a year of hosting, you get twenty five percent off of that. To me, that's awesome stuff. So you can check it out at hostgator.com. Make sure to use that coupon code, become a blogger, and you get that twenty five percent discount. If you use that coupon code, by the way, I do get a commission. Um, and that's you know part of the reason I'm able to do this stuff. It's part of the reason why I'm able to create this content. Part of the reason why I'm able to leave my job on June 30th of this year. Oh my word, it is coming soon. It is less than two months away and I am excited. Not because I hate my job, but because I love you and I love what I do here behind this mic, on this blog, in these videos. I get excited to create this content for you. Anyhow, if you love this podcast, let me know about it. Not just let me know about it. Let the world know about it. Becomeablogger.com slash iTunes. It's going to take you to my iTunes listing. You could view it in iTunes and then leave your review and let people know. Man, I think this guy, you know, he's doing good stuff. You should check him out. And if you're trying to start a blog, freebloggingvideos.com. My course, 100% free. You get to follow me one step at a time. You're looking at my screen like you're peeking behind my back and like, hey, what's this guy doing? And I show you exactly how I built my blog into successful online businesses, most, both of my blogs, and how many others can do the same and how you can do the same. Freebloggingvideos.com. Free, actionable, and awesome. Man, I'm getting carried away. The music is done. Um, but I have to tell you because this is what I say. If I don't say it, then that just won't be cool. This is Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care. And most of all, above all others, above everything, above making money, above blogging, above, above, above my voice, above, above all, God bless. Eight 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 three five two four one four. Yeah, and that's the number you can call if you have like, you know, questions. Bye bye.